Welcome back to the show. It is August 9th, 2021. Took a week off, but we're back. Had to get some things together. Looks like Sunday, Monday will be the new uh, release date for the episode. Back to Mondays. Put something out for you at the beginning of the week. So that'll be cool. And uh, yeah, man, had a fun episode. Kind of all over the place. Met a guy that uh, got drafted into the Korean War back in the day. I was talking to him. That was interesting. Uh, talking about blind people crossing the street, how to out anger someone and, uh, organ donors. So yeah, I've got a little bit of, a little bit of everything this episode, uh, but we'll get right into it, man. At Sean Madden stand up on Instagram at in the hall podcast on Instagram for clips. These are on, uh, Apple, Spotify. I got full video episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button on that. Don't miss an episode. And, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of the show, man, leave a review. You don't even have to type anything. Just click that five stars. Definitely helps out. And, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. All right, and we are starting now. I was two minutes in before when maintenance came knocking. My gosh, dude. They knock like the feds. They're like, doo, 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 doo. maintenance, doo, 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 doo. maintenance, we got a warrant. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what you guys do before this SWAT team raids? How loud do you need to knock? It's a two bedroom apartment. They knock like I have an estate. Like, I'm not going to hear it. Like, I'm in the left wing of my house and I have to come down the elevator to hear the door. <laughs> Maintenance. Is that a battering ram? Why do you guys have that? Uh, they're trying to fix the fire alarm. Something's wrong with the uh, wiring or something. But it's like the ninth time they've been here. It's the same thing every time. Oh, we just need to. Uh, we just need to look at the. Uh, oh, I just need to uh, drag this dirty ladder across your rug. Yeah, it'll come out. Nice white rug. Don't worry. Yeah, we just need to. Uh, we just need to shake off the dirt off our tims. It'll. It'll only be a, f- a few minutes. Okay, appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Every time they knock, I like look around my apartment. I'm like, do I sell coke? <laughs> Have I been selling cocaine for the last ten years? Feel like a feel like a raid. Like I'm gonna have digital scales everywhere. Like I'm weighing product all day. It's like let's relax, okay? I can hear you. I'm coming. No need to beat on my door. Then you look through the peephole, and the guy's like right in front of the peephole. I'm like, all right, dude. But yeah, so hopefully that's the last time they come through. But man, it's always something. I uh, <laughs> I paid my car today. Did a little phone payment. I was driving. And the customer service lady was like out of breath. It was the weirdest thing ever. She was just, she was like, all right, is this, is this a Visa or a MasterCard? And at first I thought she was messing with me. I'm like, what is, like, is this like a joke? She sounded like the, uh, the black kid in the wheelchair in Malcolm in the Middle that had like asthma to take a breath before every word. I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. She's like, okay, do you, Sean Madden, authorize this payment on August 9th? I'm like, yeah, can somebody get this lady some water? My God, how busy are you guys that you're out of breath answering phone calls? 
Like, were you late to work and you just jogged? You had to jog the rest of the way? Your car broke down? I don't know. Maybe she's working from home. I caught her in between reps. She's, like, squatting. Sounded like she was doing wall sits. She was like, and can you verify? The last four of your social. Oh, my God, my quads are burning. <laughs> I was just like, what? Is, are you on a ventilator, lady? Are you guys that short-staffed that they're going into the hospital? And they're putting headsets on COVID patients. They're like, hey, wear this headset for 13 an hour. Thanks. You now work at Volkswagen. Unbelievable. Uh, but anyway, man, I uh, I don't know. I like paying bills on time. That's like, that's like one of the few pleasures as an adult. It's not spending the money on a bill, but it's just knowing that no one's going to bother you for another 30 days. And it's like, good. Paid this. Paid the light bill. See you in 30 days, cocksucker. Yeah. Except for February. They really get you. I don't like the month of February. It's like 28 days to pay bills. Your landlord hits you up March 3rd. Hey, the rent's late. I go, ah, it's February 31st in my mind. They go, that's not how it works. I go, that's that's how it works, right? Why'd the Mayans do that to us, dude? Or whoever made the calendar. They're like, hey, let's... uh. Let's fuck people's credit score up on in, in February. Anyway, dude, I saw a uh, saw a blind woman crossing a busy intersection. That's always scary to watch. Someone that's blind just uh, you know carrying groceries down a crosswalk in the busiest intersection. You're just like, ooh, I hope I hope she makes it. You know, I know if you can't see. Apparently, you have, like, heightened senses. I mean, I can't see shit without my glasses, but I don't have, like, exceptional hearing. You know, I didn't get I didn't get a bonus trait or whatever. I guess it's if you're fully blind, your, your other senses increase. I don't know how it works. But, dude, I was, like, the perfect metaphor for doing stand-up. Crossing a busy intersection blind. Because you're just like, ah, oh, well, you know, I can do everything I can. Walk straight and... Sweep my stick and put my feelers out there, but if I get hit by a car, if I don't make it, you know, that's the risk we take. No, it's just, I was laughing like a psychopath. I was like, dude, it's just, it's exactly what it's like just getting into comedy, just hoping it all goes well. Uh, but yeah, dude, she was like 300 pounds. I'm like, how are you? So she, she lives in the apartments across the street, I assume. So she was like, Walking across the street to Walmart, getting groceries, and then walking back. But I'm like, it's 102 degrees. How are you 300 pounds? You know? And how are you that heavy? Do you not see what you're buying? I mean, is that as fucked up as that is? It's like, are you... Do you think you're buying rice and you get home and you're like, damn it, chips ahoy. Shit. I thought I grabbed the rice cakes. It was chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't know there was Braille... On the w on the double stuffed Oreos. Maybe she smells it. I don't know. I guess that would be one of your few pleasures. If you couldn't see, you could taste. I'd just be pounding cookies. Anyway, man. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. A little life hack. I've always observed it, but then I put it into effect. And it really does work. If somebody gets mad at you, this is a gem right here. So listen up. If somebody's mad at you, say you fuck up somewhere, usually it really works at your job. 
and they and someone gets mad at you, if you get angrier at yourself for making the mistake than than they get for you making the mistake, then you can actually get out of them being angry at you. So I'll give you an example. When I worked at a restaurant in New York, there would be nights where I would forget, you know, if someone's like, hey, I want a burger, no cheese, or I want my steak, but I want the sauce on the side. And it's a really busy night, and you forget to put no cheese, or if you forget to write uh, sauce on side, and then you drop it off at their table, and it had cheese on it, and then the manager would come over, and he'd be like, Sean, what is going on tonight? Like, you can't, you got to put cheese on a bunny. He's like, come on, man, we need to get, we need to get our shit together. And I'm like, I fucking know. Shit, I'm having such an off night. You know, you throw, throw some shit. Throw some silverware around. Toss your phone. All right, make a scene, you know. Get angrier at yourself. And then they have no choice but to be like, whoa, whoa, calm down. All right, everything is okay. It's like one night he got real mad at me and he was like, I don't know. He just came at me like real aggressive. This manager, Don, he was like, I forget what he said, but he was like, come on, man, we got to get, he's like, this is ridiculous and all this shit. And I was just like, I know I'm the reason my parents are divorced. And he's just like, all right, calm down. It's not that serious. And I'm like, yeah, you're fucking right. It's not that serious. Tell him to scrape the cheese off. Quit being a bitch. So, I don't know. You just something I thought about the other day. I was like, dude, you can It's all you got to do. If someone's like, "You suck." You go, "I fucking know." Oh, I'm going to cut myself. And they're like, "All right, settle down. It's not that big of a deal." And then you walk away smiling like, "Yeah. That's right. It's not that big of a deal." <laughs> uh, anyway, man, how do we feel about people with trophy shelves? Right, I've been doing, uh, I'm back in sales now, so I have to go to people's houses and pretend like I give us, you know, I care about, uh, the stuff on their walls. This guy had a trophy case and it was all like his karate trophies from like the eighties and the nineties and like just, just bullshit trophies. You're like, Oh, what is this? Uh, what is this football trophy? Or were you guys high school champions? He's like, no, that was my peewee. I was, uh, that was my AAU team from when I was seven years old. We won the championship. I'm like, it's not a real trophy, you know? That's cool to have for like a few years, but then it just, you know? If you have a trophy shelf, like I get when like schools have a trophy shelf. They're like, yeah, this is our wall of fame. We won championships and this and that. But if you got like some white belt graduation trophy, with like a little plastic guy throwing a punch on it. You know, I have tons of those trophies. I don't display them in my house. It's just embarrassing at this point. Like if it's not, even like someone with like a high school football ring, like we were the state champion. It's like, all right, dude. It's like college and up. If it's not, if it wasn't on TV, if your championship wasn't on TV, leave that trophy at your mom's house in a bin. Okay? That's what I have. I have... Probably not even going to lie, 50 trophies 
in a giant plastic bin in the garage of my mom's house. And I could care less if she throws them away. Because what am I going to do? Go, oh yeah, that's when I, uh, that's when I snapped that piece of plywood in front of my karate instructor and got my yellow belt. Who gives a fuck? Even degrees, people that have like degrees on their wall. It's like, what are you doing now? Most of them live with their mom. People that like proudly display. My favorite is like every Zoom call, someone has their degree behind them. And it's like a school you've never heard of. One time I sold a guy an alarm system and he had four degrees from like all these different schools like Columbia and I think he might have even had like a Harvard one. But he had like big name schools and all his degrees. But he lived with his mom. So I was like, who cares, dude? Like you're not. It's one thing to have like a great career and then be like, oh, yeah, these are my degrees. But if you're not doing shit with the degree. I don't know. I would use it as like a rolling tray if I wasn't doing anything with it. This guy, so this guy lived with his mom. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like acting like I care. I'm like, oh, wow, you got your master's here and your PhD here. And then his mom came in and he's like, get out of here, mom. This is my office. I was like, oh, boy. I go, none of those degrees turn into having an office outside of your mom's house. This is sad. And He was saying he was like a recruiter and he was responsible for hiring somebody for from some company and he was just showing me that he was showing me his hiring process, which was hysterical. He was like, he goes, look, anyone with an apostrophe in their name, right in the trash. He goes, anybody with a name I can't pronounce garbage. And he just had a big shredder and he was shredding him right in front of me. He goes, all right, let's see. Uh, <laughs> he was like, I don't even, I don't even want to give a name. Some of it, it was kind of like racism, honestly. He was like Shaniqua Brown. Just shredded it immediately. He's like, not going to work here. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, just He probably shredded like 20 resumes when I was there. He was like, all right. Kevin Stoodlebomb. He goes, not working here. He was just shred. He's like, he had this thing. It was like, uh, it wasn't even like a good recruiting process. It was just like, if he, if you had a name, he didn't like, if you went to a college, he hated, or it just shows you how fucked up the job, like the hiring process is like, you never know who the guy is that's in charge of hiring. Like I've applied for so many jobs in the last year. And I'm like, Who's the moron that's like in charge of hiring me? You know, you never know. Sometimes it's a team. Sometimes it's a guy with four degrees that's mad at his mom. So he takes his anger out on shredding your resume because it had a more than one D in it or something. (laughs) I don't know. Just a side of something I was thinking about. Uh, I sat with a guy the other day. He was like super old, man, probably like in his 90s. And he said he graduated University of Florida and he got a baseball contract uh, to go. It was like 18,000. 
and a new car, which apparently is like a quarter million dollars in the year that he was going there or whatever. It was like one of the first students probably. I don't know how long the school's been open. But he said during the year, if you didn't have, if you had a a, a GPA of, I think it was 2.5 or under, they drafted you into the Korean War. So he said he graduated college. Two days later, he was in a foxhole, like getting shot at by Koreans. I was like, oh, my God, dude. If there's any motivation to get your grades up, it's that you're going to get dropped into a war zone. I would have had straight A's. My dad threatened me with military school, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'm still on U.S. soil. You know, I'd pro- I'd, I probably would have enjoyed military school just seeing kids get yelled at. I'd probably be funnier than regular high school. But, uh, oh, my gosh, dude. If they were like, hey, <laughs> hey, we're going to drop you in Fallujah. We're going to have you rappel out of a helicopter in Vietnam. I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to get my... I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna make sure that math grade goes from a C to a to an A tonight. I'd be asking for extra credit. Is there anything I can do? <laughs> Some guys walking towards you with an M16. They're like, "Here, son, we're gonna need you to join the battle." You're like, "Please, no, please." I'll do. I'll do one through thirty, even and odd, in my workbook. Just don't send me. Dude, that would be fucking crazy. You just show up to school one day. You're like, where's Steve? Is he sick? They're like, no, he's in Korea. (laughs) He's just... uh, He he stepped on a landmine. You're like, what? Where is he? Oh, he's in Iraq. Um, I caught caught a little bit of the Olympics the other day. Uh, I I was at a show. They had a TV in the back. It was uh, women's volleyball. It was like, there's no one in the stands. Dude, the Olympics looks so boring. I used to watch it as a kid, and I tried to watch some of it uh, as an, you know, almost said as an adult. Uh, Yeah, but I I was watching it, and it was like, they had uh, this guy that kept screaming at everybody with a headset on, like he was uh, like a head coach for football. And I was like, they have a volleyball coach? Like, what are you even coaching? It looked like he was it looked like he was trying to stay busy and act like he was doing so much you were like oh he's just trying to keep his job you know cuz they were probably like hey we don't this is the this is the greatest team we could come up with for women's volleyball these are superstars from all over the United States we don't need a coach there's like four team captains and he's like no you th- Team needs me. It was like the guy from Office Space. They're like, so what do you do here at Inatech? And he's like, I'm a people person. What's wrong with you people? That was like how this guy was as a as a head coach. What are you telling these? What are you telling people? Oh, come on, uh, <laughs> come on, Denise, hit the ball over the net. What are you? What are you coaching? You know. Oh, get back! Like you just. He just was like angry. It's kind of like a just like an old perv he looked like. We were all laughing at that at the bar. I'm like, what's the point of like there's some sports you don't need a coach at all. I 
I don't know. Maybe you do. Because you could say that about pretty much everything. Like, uh, like Kate, like a uh, boxing or any like combat sport. When you get back to your corner, they're like, the guy's really hitting you with the left hand. And you're like, yeah, I know. Look in my eye. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. I like the fighters that look like they're not even listening to their coach. They're just like out of breath. And the guy's like, you need to keep your hands up. And the, the fighter's like, hey, great idea. Can you uh, stop the bleeding above my eye? Thank you. So, yeah, this uh, this Korean War vet baseball player guy, he's like, yeah, I lived a, I live a great, lived a great life, uh, a lot of adventure. I'm like, well, I'd say if you get, like, getting drafted into a war is probably definitely an interesting chapter in your life. And uh, he was, he was talking about inflation. And he was like, you know what? He's like, he, this guy lived in like a $4 million house on the water. And he was like, I built this house back in 1950 and I paid it off in seven years. And he goes, now it's worth at least $4 million. And he goes, I don't know how you kids even afford to buy a house today. He goes, everything's so expensive. He goes, I, I don't think I'd ever be able to get out of my parents' house nowadays. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking funny. Sign here, please. So I can buy a $4 million house. I was just sitting there, sitting there laughing in my face. I don't know how you kids do it. I'm like, I don't know either. I don't know either. Please sign here so I can pay my rent. Oh, guy's telling me shit I already know. He's like, yeah, you want to own a house. You don't want to rent. That way you can build equity. I go, yep. Great advice, sir. So funny. One of the uh, one of the sales trainers, he was showing us how to. You have to take a picture of the person's ID for like the county to pull permits for the uh, for the product to install on, uh, for the uh, solar panels, and so he shows this guy's license on the projector, and uh, it had sexual predator in the bottom right corner of this guy's ID. And everyone was like, whoa, what the heck? And then the guy was like, oh, I never even noticed that. It looked like a little blue ink, like, stamp on the guy's license that said sexual predator. And the sales trainer goes, well, when I sold the guy, he he seemed like a really nice guy. And I was like, yeah, well, that's how you get the kids in the van. You got to put on a smile. And uh, he was also an organ donor, which I thought was weird. So I'm like, all right, he's a sexual predator, but he's an organ donor. Because they say if you get someone else's organs, like let's say you get a heart from someone or you get like a a kidney or a liver, whatever it is, it's likely that you develop that person's traits because the organs, something like uh, your organs carry like memory so I'm just thinking, dude, what if you get this guy's, like, what if you get a kidney from the sexual predator organ donor, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, hey, great news, we found you a kidney. Bad news, he was a sexual predator. And you're like, I don't care, I need a kidney bad. And then as soon as you leave the hospital, you're like, I don't know why, but I kind of want to go hang out at a Chuck E. Cheese. 
<laughs> you're like, really? You're like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I kind of want to go to a playground and uh, see what's going on. Oh, that's so weird, dude. Like, are you going to the, uh, are you going to the Chuck E. Cheese because you like the pizza? He's like, yeah, that's it. That's so weird, dude. I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese, didn't they do, uh, like, to-go orders during the pandemic? Like, anyone was like, hey, I'm I'm thinking about doing pizza night. Where do you guys want to order from? Domino's, Papa John's? I don't know, Chuck E. Cheese. I've actually argued with people. They said that Chuck E. Cheese was the best pizza in the world. And I'm like, this is why we're not friends. Chuck E. Cheese? Pizza? I wonder what it even is. It's probably like DiGiorno. DiGiorno's got the dumbest slogan. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. What? How do you think it got to the fucking store, DiGiorno? It was put on a truck. It was delivered twice, if you think about it. It was sent to the store via truck. Then I pick it up. I take it home, deliver it to myself, and then make it in my own oven. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Are you fucking retarded? Anyway, I guess it they sell a lot of pizza with that slogan. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. That's so fucking stupid, if you think about it. What other product could you do that with? Uh, it's not a, I don't know. I'm not going to come up with another dumb slogan. Uh, Yeah, what else we got, man? Slide episode. Oh, the office I've been going to is, uh, it's down by this place called the Fun Spot. I don't know if it's a chain, but it's like people go there for go-karts, but they also have like old wooden roller coasters and that slingshot ride. It's like a bootleg Disney. It's the Disney where you take your kids to lie to them when you look at the ticket prices of Disney and you're like, oh shit, well, we already booked the hotel. We can't afford to get in Disney. So you take your kids to the Fun Spot. And they're like, where's Mickey? Where's where's Pluto and all the other animals? And you're like, oh, there's Mickey over there. Look at that. And they're like, that's not Mickey Mouse, Dad. That's just an actual mouse eating out of the trash. And they're like, yeah, his costume is real realistic. They did some design changes. You know, the fun spot. That whole place was built by like four guys. Like Ikea Instructions. Dude, those rides are, I'll never go on any of those rides ever. I was going to a, we were on vacation one time. We were going to some, like, looking for a place to eat. We went to this restaurant, and they had caution tape all over the parking lot, and, like, no one could even go around anywhere. And what happened was one of the little balls that you, like, sit in on this ride where it, like, spins around came detached and rolled across the street into the parking lot of the restaurant we were going to. And right there, I, I was probably like nine years old. I'm like, I'm fucking never getting on those rides ever again. I don't even know if those people died. There was no, it was just like hundreds of people looking at this ambulance as they were loading people on. And I was like, dude, I would never, never get on that slingshot ride. Where they just launch you into the air. You gotta have a death wish for that. It's like some NASA training. You see the girl that got hit by the seagull? That was hilarious. 
she was on the slingshot ride and they just launch and she's screaming and all of a sudden just a bird hits her in the head. Just a fucking seagull, dude. Oh my gosh. And that seagull lived. What do you even tell your friends? You get back. They're like, what happened to you? He's like, dude, I was flying over the slingshot ride. And like, damn, I told you not to do that. That's what's going to happen. We'll leave it right there. Uh, quick episode. Oh, it was like a half hour. We're good. Uh, yeah, Sean Madden, uh, Sean Madden stand-up on Instagram. Full videos on YouTube of the podcast. We got uh, episodes on Apple and Spotify. Then uh, I'm posting a lot of... Uh, a lot of clips and sketches on Instagram and YouTube, so check those out. And uh, yeah, appreciate you listening to the show. And we will see you next Sunday, Monday. Going back to the Mondays. You want, you want to smoke something? You've seen him perform all over LA. Give it up for Sean Madden, everybody. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. This show's not going to go well. <laughs>